our aerospace kind of mindset uh, for reliability and, and, and excellence and, and, and applied it to kitchen, you know, you know pizza cooking equipment. And, and, and I have to say, it was really fun. Like just having the, the stakes seemed a little bit lower. It was not sending astronauts to space, but we were having, you know, cheese issues. We were having dough issues early days. And it was just a blast to be in, 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 in development mode and just having fun and learning how to handle food products. Thanks, everyone, once again for joining us and tuning in. Opportunity is the word that comes to mind in today's podcast episode. The industry has been turned upside down by the pandemic, and that has been devastating for a lot of families and a lot of companies and businesses. But it also is seen as a rebirth of this proud industry. Perhaps greater now than ever, more people will be entering this business who don't necessarily have prior restaurant experience, but they see this opportunity. There are lots of spaces across this country that are for lease with fit-ups in place. And the food truck industry is booming. And now is the best time, perhaps the least expensive time to enter a business that traditionally had been capital intensive where you can get a food truck or you can get a space that's already fit up and you can enter this business with or without prior experience. So I'm really inspired by this week's guest. It's sort of an entrepreneurial journey story. It is relevant. It is the pizza industry, which is perhaps the most competitive segment of all. But it is a revolutionizing idea that is really going to transform the way pizza is being served and is being created. And you're going to have to stay tuned to find out just how that is and who it is. But it's a really inspired guest with a really interesting engineering past and how that all came to be in this concept. So don't miss this episode. You're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Everyone knows that Smithfield Culinary has a full line of great ready-to-cook to ready-to-eat products from Smithfield and Margarita. But what else is cooking? Tap into the latest culinary trends and get inspired with new recipes created by real working chefs from across the country. Bring more to the table with flavors and new menu ideas your guests will savor. Visit smithfieldculinary.com or follow at smithfieldculinary on social media. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. And it is amazing the interesting guests that I get on this podcast. And on a weekly basis, our goal is to share the passion for this industry, the innovation, the technology, the service, the finance, all this combines to run super successful restaurants. And our goal is to bring this to you every single week. So with that said, my guest today, Mr. Benson Sai, and he is the CEO of a concept called Stellar Pizza. And it's got a really unique twist. So you're going to want to stay tuned to find out why this pizza concept is different from any other pizza concept. So welcome to the show, Benson. How are you? Fine. Thanks. Thanks, Roger. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to, to chat with you and talk, uh, talk about my life and, and my, my new venture. Thank you so much. You have a super interesting background. I know my audience is want, going to want to hear all about that. But before we get into business, let's talk about what you like to do in your spare time, if you have any. You seem like a pretty busy guy to me, but if you have any time, what do you do when you're not working on Stellar Pizza? Yeah, you know, the past two years have been odd for everyone, but previously I, I, I enjoy 
uh, traveling and doing wildlife photography. That's kind of my, my passion and photography in general has, has been my big hobby. Um, but when, when you start a company, you, you, you don't, at least a venture back company, which is what I've started at Stellar Pizza, you don't necessarily get the luxuries of, of having all that much free time outside of work. And so, so the first, especially the first two years. And so I, 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 would I get say it. One of my hobbies is just building, building companies and networking and talking to people. Mine too. And uh, yeah, I've been in your shoes, you know, I've been in a lot of different businesses, the restaurant being probably one of the most interesting businesses, certainly one of the more challenging, if not the most challenging business. So that's tremendous. Let's talk about your backstory because my audience knows that I always ask about backstory and hospitality, if that's relevant to you, whether you started off young, whether you cooked in the kitchen with your mother, it's like, everyone's got a different story, but how did it, you know, start for you and why pizza? Because I really want to get into your tech background. But before we yeah. go there, let's talk about hospitality and if you have a backstory there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so my parents are immigrants from Taiwan, and mm-hmm. they moved here in the in the early '80s. And actually, their first their first business in the United States was a was a fish and chips restaurant in in Los Angeles, and uh, it was tough. <laughs> it was stressful for them. Uh, so, so our, my, my family's roots are in, in, in the restaurant industry here in, here in America. They, they since moved on to start their own other, like they were both very entrepreneurial and they each started their own businesses. My mom started an after-school Chinese, uh, program, uh, in a tutoring center. And then my dad started an import export picture frame company. And so, so entrepreneurial life was sort of baked into, into my DNA and, and my sister also has her own company. So, so this is. It's oh, in the wow. it runs in the family, um, but growing up in Los Angeles, I just didn't realize how much access to like food, like the, just food from from all over the world. You know, correct. It's, yep. it's a unique place. Everything, it's, yeah, everything. So, so, so I went to I went to college in Los Angeles as well. Uh, uh, the Claremont Colleges, Harvey Mudd College specifically, which is a great engineering school. I had a business partner that went to Claremont. And yeah. I, I lived in LA for three years, so it's familiar to me. I had a business partner that went to Claremont, so that's that's all relevant. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and well, actually, while I was in college, I, I had trouble trying to figure out what kind of engineer I wanted to be. And I remember I was obsessed with this TV show called Unwrapped, which was uh, uh, back in the day they would just give you tours of of factories making you know cookies at scale tortillas you know like it was just like food factory equipment and 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 it, just as an engineer you, you, to connect what i was learning with with things that i was putting in, into my mouth that was really cool and so i actually started pointing my my engineering uh, expertise towards uh, chemical engineering which is the 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 scale up and mass production of any chemical process mm-hmm. you know food being one of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and at the same time, I remember going to a Krispy Kreme uh, uh, that, that had just opened. And, and I, I don't know if you've ever been inside a Krispy Kreme. I have. have. They show you the, the, the factory, the little equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, oh, yeah. You watch the donuts being made and it's pretty killer. And that is a yeah. marketing hook unto itself. Right, right. And, and, and just as, as you know, an aspiring engineer, I just looked at the equipment. I was like, this is amazing. And, and yeah. I think one thing that struck me was the curtain of uh, uh, frosting that they have that, that the donuts go through and like how perfect it was. And, and so I actually 
was very interested in fluid mechanics because you know I, I started studying fluid mechanics and actually went to graduate uh, school at the University of Minnesota to learn, uh, uh, well, to get a degree, a PhD in chemical engineering. And, and I remember sitting through uh, seminars where we would, talk, we would talk about coating frosted flakes with the right amount of sugar. Uh, you know, just, I, I just loved food. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, around that time though, one of my, one of my, uh, one of my classmates from Harvey Mudd had been at Stanford and he wanted, he, he got plugged into the startup scene and just said, Hey, let's start a company. Right. And, and so, so I packed up my, <laughs> I got my master's, uh, packed up my things and, and, and moved to Silicon Valley where I, where I got started in the tech world. And um, we started a company called Motive Power Systems, doing electric buses and trucks. That that uh, journey was super fun. Uh, then, then I like had the opportunity to work at another now you know prominent electric vehicle company. But back then we were this small group of people. Uh, Lucent Motors is is the company I'm talking about, and and so I got plugged into the electric vehicle world as it was developing. And and while I was at Lucid, uh, got to take part in developing some key technologies, key battery technologies that, that are now in the vehicle today. Um, so, so yeah, was excited to have been a part of the EV world, early days, clean tech, you know, making it an impact on, on this, on this earth. But my next adventure actually came, um, with, with SpaceX, uh, the, you know, I moved back to LA and, one of the most exciting companies at the time was SpaceX. And so, so, so I, you know, got connected and ended up taking a job as a battery engineer at SpaceX, developing battery systems for, um, you know, I was there for five years and I worked on the Dragon spacecraft as well as the Starlink uh, battery system. Um, and I guess fun fact is that like my name is etched on that car that SpaceX launched. Oh, the one that's floating around the atmosphere. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. The Tesla uh, Roadster, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, in my five yeah. years there, 76 rocket launches, which is more than most aerospace engineers, you know, whole careers. Right. So, so we could call you a real rocket scientist in the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and you played a part in, you know, in moving into space exploration and all that kind of stuff, which is ongoing. And, and battery technology is obviously the future of all, all types of transportation. So, wow, that's, that's quite a backstory and quite, quite an interesting resume that you have. So Silicon Valley, and, and you mentioned venture capital. So obviously that's where you met venture um, yep. capitalists or, or firms and whatnot. And some of these firms have launched companies such as Lyft, which is obviously Uber's main competitor and all that kind of stuff. So let's do the transition to Stellar Pizza now, because you got this brainchild, you've been involved in startups before, you're an entrepreneurial guy. Where did the idea for stellar pizza come from and why pizza yeah well well it's funny so my, my parents are immigrants from 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 taiwan and mm -hmm. the only american foods allowed in the house were were in and out and pizza oh, and so, so you know that was just something i was i was raised on and that's i think something a lot of children of the you know definitely were raised on and still yep. today right so, so pizza, there's not a single person that I've run into where, where they're like, I hate pizza. You know, everybody loves pizza. I love pizza too. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's cheese is just one of my favorite things in any vehicle for cheese, you know, I'm on board with. 
Um, but, but how, how I got into, you know, I, I talked a little bit about my interest in, 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 in food production and, and food in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so it was really just taking a look at what I wanted to do in my, the, in the next chapter of my life post SpaceX, I was there for five years and, um, decided it was time to move on and, and, and work on things that I, that I, you know, really, really was passionate about. And, and so cheese keeps popping into your head, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm creating batteries, but I love cheese and God, yeah, I love no. pizza. Okay. Keep going. No. And, and, and then, and then I looked at, I think there was a time where, where, um, I, I remember ordering DoorDash in, in once or, or, or Postmates or one of them. And, and it was a kid who, who handed me my food. And I was like, this seems like a little odd that this kid needs to be working and the mom is driving the car. And I was like, there's something wrong with the system. And so I started digging into food delivery as, as, as like the economics of food delivery. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And so, so, so it's sort of a combination of like my passions and, and then the, the, I could see that the restaurant world was changing and this was pre pandemic too. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I could see that the restaurant world was changing and I wanted to be a part of that. Uh, just like I saw the electric, you know, electric vehicles being the future of, 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 of the automotive industry. And, and so, so it, it just kind of, I did my research and I was like, well, I love pizza and pizza just is one of the most commonly delivered food items. Uh, and, and, and it just, I, I was like, let's build a pizza company. I'm sure it's number one, right? It's right up there. Yeah. Yeah. And Domino's kind of put delivery for pizza on the map so many decades ago and, yes. you know, and still so many independents now deliver their pizza. And I had a, my very first restaurant concept was pizza. It was wood-fired pizza. It was inspired by real Neapolitan pizza from Naples. And yeah. I can tell you stories about going to Naples and finding the oldest pizzeria on the planet where technically the product itself was invented sometime in the early 1800s. And the same family literally runs this oldest pizzeria and it's passed down from generation to generation. And I lived in Italy for a summer, Benson, you know, and yeah. I just have to tell this story because it's so sort of relevant and fun at the same time. And I had very basic Italian. I'm living in Italy. And then years later, this idea of starting a pizzeria pops into my head and it had to be wood fired and it had to be authentic. So I was reading an article in one of those foodie magazines about the oldest pizzeria on the planet still exists and it's been passed down from generation to generation. I just had to go to Naples and find this place. I walked in there and sure, there's this beautiful wood-fired oven in front of you and it's a work of art and it's this beautiful tiled thing and it's in an old historic space and that may in fact have been the original location and everything. And in my very basic Italian, I spoke to the people saying, you know, I'm starting this pizzeria in Maine and it's like, I'm really inspired by Neapolitan pizza and I'd love to learn as much as I can about it. They Next thing you know, they throw an apron at me over the counter and they and back I go. And I spent the day making pizza in the oldest pizzeria on the planet and learning some secrets to their pies. And that became a huge marketing story for my restaurant because I thought, who else can say that? You know? Yeah. So I just had to throw that in there because I was passionate and still am about, you know, about pizza as well. So I don't mean to interrupt you. Let's let's get back to Stellar. Yeah. Where did the name come from? Well, yeah, we started uh, as as serve automation, just a generic name. More more thinking through, uh, we wanted to serve the world, and and, and the, yep. the kind of additional motivation here is, I think automation is one of the only ways we keep like food costs low, <laughs> right? Right, streamlined like, efficiencies, the, automation. The, the cost of living keeps going up, and 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 so serve 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 automation was sort of selected initially. 
Uh, but we are now, you know, it, it took it took a long time to be to be honest. It took a long time to come to to Stellar Pizza. Uh, the the funny thing is, though, in my early job descriptions uh, that I wrote, I would at the end of the like description, I'd be like, join a Stellar team. Just because, like, it, it it was like a fun. I was like tongue in cheek. I was like, "Ha, huh, we're a bunch of rocket scientists building a space company," and then and then uh, it's got connotations to both. It's got the space sort of aspect to it, but it's also got this sort of superior, cool aspect to it as well. So that makes sense. Exactly. And so yeah. when I saw when I saw the name, I was like, "That's it." Like there was no, there, you know, we we looked at others, rocket pizza, you know, yeah. other things yeah, that yeah. Were like fast, you know, fire pizza. Like there were I definitely a lot of interesting names out there, but Stella Pizza just like it, it was too good. So when will you launch exactly? Yeah, so so we're still working through that right now, but summer, but we'll we'll be in LA, you know, summer ish. And what have been the biggest challenges? Um, we were talking about venture capital before yeah. I got us off track talking about Italy, mm-hmm. but. You know, um, we started saying, okay, you're really well networked and that you've got venture capital. What was that process like of convincing them of this concept? And what's your big vision for this? And how did all that come together in order to start putting the pieces in place and start moving towards your launch? Let's talk about that whole process because I asked that question because this is an unprecedented time in the hospitality space where Unfortunately, the pandemic has decimated much of the industry and so many restaurants have closed, but then you can look at it as a rebirth and new people are entering the industry and there's spaces available and there's fully fit up spaces that don't require huge investments. And you can just move right in if you've got a concept and an idea and food trucks are at an all-time high. There's so much opportunity for people who may have no prior restaurant experience. So I asked that question for that reason. But what was the process like for you initially to get this whole thing rolling? You know, meet your investors, put the whole piece together, and then your team. A team is super important. So I want to talk about your team as well. So without getting any further off track, just take us through the process of being an entrepreneur, coming up with a brainchild idea, getting it venture backed, and then putting the pieces in place to actually launch and open the business and then expand that business. Not answering your phone is one of the quickest ways for your restaurant to lose a potential customer. That's why your restaurant needs PopMenu's newest product, PopMenu Answering. With PopMenu Answering, your restaurant will never miss a phone call. PopMenu Answering is powered by artificial intelligence to answer the simple questions most people call in with, like, do you have outdoor seating? Or, what are your hours? This means the basic questions that keep your phone line tied up can now be handled without pulling a team member away from your in-person hospitality. Pop Menu Answering picks up your phone 24-7, 365 days a year, turning every phone call into an opportunity, all while reducing your labor costs and increasing customer satisfaction. Plus, Pop Menu's full collection of tools help optimize your restaurant's website and menu, streamlines your ordering experience, and assists in remarketing to enable you to build long-lasting relationships with your guests. Get help answering your restaurant's calls now with Pop Menu Answering. And for a limited time, my listeners can get $100 off their first month, plus lock in one unchanging monthly rate at popmenu.com rockstars. Go now to get $100 off your first month at popmenu.com rockstars. 
if you can take us through that whole thing, that's huge. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a difficult question because so much, there's just too much information. There really like, is, right? <laughs> yeah. A thousand yeah, details. Like a thousand little details. And, and it's hard to, to remember every little detail. But... Give us the 30,000 foot view <laughs> looking down. Yeah. I mean, I knew I wanted to get into food robotics. It was just, it was clear that, and, and given my history in, in developing, you know, heavy vehicle, medium to heavy duty trucks, I knew that that made a lot of, like, I had knowledge of how to put a vehicle together and how to manufacture vehicles, you know, at scale. Uh, and, and so it just sort of clicked. It was just, it was, uh, at the time there was another company called Zoom Pizza, which was uh, uh, also robotics plus pizza, but they were really more of a logistics, you know, data kind of based company. Uh, and, and I, I, I thought that we could build the dream, which is everybody like in, in, in science fiction books, people write about, you know, well, at least in star Trek, there's like the replicator food just appears magically. Right. Yep. And so I was, I was thinking through, mm -hmm. you know, early days, like, how do we just get food to appear magically without, you know, as with minimal effort on the part of, humans human hands right and, and and it just sort of clicked together i think i think pizza you know we, we talked about a, a lot of different concepts but we just it just kept coming back to pizza and i was like this is this is what we we're gonna do um we 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 talked i had some friends who were friends of mine uh specifically chrissy meyer uh at at root ventures uh, she was just a friend working at apple and then i didn't realize that she had become a venture capitalist and I looked at her venture capital firm and she, they, they had in, been investors in the hamburger robot company. So, so there was just a lot of weird coincidences. Yes. Yes. I'm getting I, that. Isn't it weird how life takes you and your background? <laughs> you never, you have no idea. Okay. I'm, I'm building batteries in the automotive industry, but 10 years from now, I'm going to be doing X. And because <laughs> I knew this person, now this person's going to make that happen. And that's yeah, how right. life works. That's cool. Yeah, no, I get a lot of people asking me if I like plan to work at space, you know, college students are, are asking for advice. And, and uh -huh. the answer that I give is like, no, I didn't set out to like start a pizza company. I just wanted to work on things I was passionate about. And and if you expose yourself to those opportunities, you get to make the, you know, cool decisions to to be a part of fun adventures. Did you have a business, a business plan, a formal plan that literally had A to B? This is this is my executive summary, and this is the overall concept, and this is my marketing plan, and these are my financial projections, and this is what my five-year growth plan looks like, and <laughs> I need X and such amount of money, and this is how I'm going to spend it. I mean, did you need that? Yeah, with with venture capital, especially early days when you're just like uh, you know a small team of two to three people, you need a vision. Like it, obviously, you need all the like projections, but you know five-year projections when your company is just getting off the ground just seem like. It, it doesn't seem real. Right. And so, so it's more about the vision and the team and, 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 and being able to, to, to convince investors that you want this to be the next 10, 20 years of your life or, or more. Right. And, and that is the truth. And so, so, so that's, that's what I did. And, and we, we raised our first round of funding uh, in, in, in a short order and, and started running the company. Um, you know, it's interesting about the venture business. There are those that are looking for the immediate exit strategy. And then there are those that are looking for evergreen companies to be part of a lasting legacy. And there's a return on investment long into the future, right? And and everything in between, perhaps. And, and I don't know what your experience has been, but 
what's your goal obviously is to create something that grows and that lasts and has huge potential for the future, but then it may have brand extensions and then stellar this and stellar that and merchandising. And it could be a huge, huge brand. It, it could revolutionize the way pizza is served and delivered. And you're already, you know, you're already looking to that. Yep. And I can't speak for what that vision is, but let's talk about it if you're open to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, vision, vision changes over time, right? Like yeah, as, as you start a company, you, you, you have, you think, you know, what your vision is. And, and at, at, at the early, in the early days, it was, it was just like, I want to build food. I want to build fast, affordable, like foods for, for people. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I thought that robotics was sort of the answer to that. Um, Let's get into the robotics because yeah. we really haven't talked about it. One of the, I mentioned early, this is not your average pizza. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the process, but before we go there, bring the robotics into this and, and why you're, it's a robotics powered, you know, pizza yeah. concept. Tell us all yeah. about that. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Good question. I don't think we've, we've talked a lot about stellar pizza. We haven't really actually told the listener, what, what it keeping them is. on the edge of their seat, Benson. <laughs> you know, you got them in suspense. Um, so, Stellar Pizza is is we're building a pizza company powered by what we call moto, mobile automated restaurants. So, so you know, automated machines making food. Uh, you know, the long term vision is to have them prepping food on the go and delivering to your houses. Uh, but it's 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 a company that that wants to deliver fast, fresh, affordable foods. And and the robotics sort of are in service of that goal, right? We can we can we can deliver it fast because it's going to be closer to you. We yep. can we can deliver it fresh also because it's closer to you. But it's going to be much more consistent because we don't have to train a single person on how to make pizza. We 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 have a machine that that you know you load in the raw dough balls and toppings in the morning, and then it will make a fresh. It's like fully end to end cooking, so it will take a dough ball open the dough ball up, you know, flatten it out and press yeah. it up and, uh -huh. and then add the toppings and, and cook it, you know, at, at 800, 900 degrees. Our, our oven is, is this custom designed super, uh, I like to call it our rocket engine, you know, face, you know, targeted at the, it's just cooking the pizza. Is it a conveyor concept or it's a traditional conventional oven that just burns at that high degree yeah. level? It's a, it's a deck oven. So, so okay. there's a, there is a, a launch conveyor that, that, puts the pizza into the oven, but it yep. is not a conveyor convection. Okay. Gotcha. Pizza. All right. So it's a high temperature convection oven that just gets loaded autom automatically. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Now let's talk about the prep. What kind of prep is involved here? Cause you got different ingredients and I don't know how extensive your menu is going to plan on being, but okay. You've got obviously the dough that has to be created, whether that's sourced or it's made fresh. And then it needs to be obviously baked with cheese and toppings and all that kind of stuff. So what's the prep like? And do you have like a commissary kitchen that prepares all this in advance? Yeah. Yeah. So the commissary is where we will be, you know, you know, uh, prepping all of our dough, all of our ingredients uh -huh. um, and, and loading that into the vehicle. So, so, so raw, raw, not, not, not flour, uh, not, not, not water go, goes into the truck, but fully proofed dough balls yep. go into the vehicle and uh, and as well as our toppings, so we we have, you know, our cheese uh, from uh, we have our cheese, and then we have pepperoni that's actually freshly sliced. So so we have our logs of pepperoni. I don't know if you've seen any of our videos, but the the pepperonis get sliced by this bandsaw, 
and and then ultimately you know then whatever toppings you want get get put on onto it and and from a from a menu perspective uh, i mentioned earlier that that in and out and P- and pizza were the only two uh, american foods allowed in my house growing up we're trying to be in and out for pizza that is that is the goal we want to have a super classic menu yeah. we're not trying to to be we're not trying to take the place of the fancy Italian restaurant. We just want to deliver, you know, high quality, fresh pizza. Okay. Now I originally thought this was a food truck concept and it is a truck, but it doesn't park in a fixed location. It literally delivers on the fly while it's making its pizza. Is that what you see happening here? So that, that is the future that, that we want to head towards. We will also be able to function as a food truck. There's nothing that prevents us from functioning. Right. As a food truck. Yeah. Either way. Yep. So the flexibility allows us to to operate in in a, in a nimble way and, and hopefully get pizza to people faster. Okay, let me go back to the whole venture thing. Now we're suddenly venture backed. What were the pieces and the steps required once you got your funding? Like, how did you what what came first, second, and third? And hiring a team. We talked a little bit about a team. Like, who else is involved in this? And what are the critical pieces to get you to where you are right now? Yeah, so so the first few the first few years, you know, first year or so, year and a half, two years was all about the hardware. So I needed a, an amazing, amazing hardware team, right? Uh, so a design engineering team to build and 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 build the machine from scratch. There was nothing that we could buy off the shelf that would fit in a vehicle that would fit within the the, the economics, the the budget that we needed the vehicle to be designed to, right? So so it was it was pretty like. Our early team, well, even today, we're 30 people and 24 are ex-SpaceX. So it's a pretty uh, uh, extraordinary team of, of yeah. scientists working on Oh, yeah, on totally. Stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, and then, and then uh, uh, Debbie Goldberg, who was the founder of one of the co-founders of, of Fresh Brothers Pizza, uh, you know, uh, we, I met her and I was like, you got to be a part of this future. Like this is this. And, and it was clear to her that, that automation was coming to the food industry. And so, so we were lucky enough to, to snag her and, and have her join the team as our chief marketing officer. She is someone who built a, a pizza brand in a recession, you know, post 2008 and, 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 and for 10 years, she'd been operating Fresh Brothers. Uh, for me, I built a truck company in in a recession, and it, it just seemed funny. Both both oh, yeah. her and I just are now building a pizza truck company. So it yeah, that's sense. that's that weird quirk of life and fate, and how things come together. And that is awesome. That that's is right. so cool. Always got to be open to opportunity. You don't know what's around the next corner, mm-hmm. but that is that is a really cool part of the story. Okay, so there's your team. So what happened next? Now you got a team. It's like we got money. It's like how do we spend it? We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We build. We, we, so, 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 you, you know, if you were a restaurant and you, you know, you found your spot and we got our, we got our warehouse, we found our spot and then you would look for kitchen equipment. For us, we couldn't look for kitchen equipment. We, we had to design our own kitchen. Well, we did look and then we decided to design our own kitchen equipment. And so it was engineering development. The next, you know, year and a half was heads down. We, we, we made uh, a lot of prototype you know, ovens, prototype, topping dispense, cheese dispense. There were so many iterations I can't count. Um, and, and we sort of took our, our SpaceX, our aerospace kind of mindset uh, for reliability and, and, and excellence and, and, and applied it to kitchen, you know, you know pizza cooking equipment. 
and 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 I have to say it was really fun. Like just having the, the stakes seemed a little bit lower. It was not sending astronauts to space, but we were having you know cheese issues. We were having dough issues early days, and it was just a blast to be in 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 development mode and just having fun and learning how to handle food products. And prototypes of the pizza, you probably ate quite a bit of that, right? Refining the whole thing, and you were like loving that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not every day that that you get to you get to sample, you know, the the product that 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 you're making. So so, so these days, you know, when we run our tests on our machine, we you, know, you hit a button and, you know, 400 pizzas fall out of the machine. <laughs> so so it's 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 fun. Uh it's it's a different kind of life than 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 working in the aerospace industry or in the vehicle industry. Cars. So Going back in my history, I remember coming up with the dough recipe because we made our dough from scratch. We made our sauces every day from scratch. And, you know, we hired a chef as a consultant to come up with the pizza recipes before we actually had someone that was going to run our kitchen. And we were all learning. We were inspired by many different kinds of pizza. So that's a whole process unto itself, you know. So did you hire, you know, some sort of a kitchen manager or a chef that literally had pizza experience like tell us about that in order to formulate your recipes and are you going to have signature pizzas as well as people can make their own it's like that's the traditional model of pizza how's your model look yeah yeah so so um actually our our, our head of you know culinary operations is is uh, also from spacex it's uh, he's he goes by the name of chef ted sisma and, and, you know, he spent 10 years at SpaceX uh, feeding all of the hungry engineers, you know, two, two and a half, three meals a day. Uh, and, and so, so, but before SpaceX, he actually opened a number of restaurants and, and, awesome. and comes from the food industry. Man, that's uh, great. So, so he, he, he was kind of the key player in helping us develop our, our recipe. Um, but we did hire, like, we, we hired in pizza consultants um, to, to come in and, and, and help us perfect our recipe and deal with issues. Like, like you know, our dough at one point was bubbling too much when we cooked it. And, you know, what we learned through, 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 through the master, you know, through all these consultants of, of you know, how to, how to manage that. But you surrounded yourself with good people that you knew that you'd worked with before that had sort of chemistry and camaraderie and all those important things. And that's your core team. And then obviously you're hiring like-minded people that have the right approach and the right personalities, but can add something to that piece, yeah. which is the magic formula of staffing any restaurant, you know? And unfortunately today in the everyday restaurant business, the labor crisis is forcing people just to hire anybody they can pull in off the street. And unfortunately the guest experience suffers. But if we, if no, not if, when we get back to more of a normal situation, that is typically what you're doing. You're building the dream team staff and you got a vision for the future. Everyone shares the vision. You got a mission statement and company culture gets developed and you build a lasting legacy company. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, 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 um, it's interesting because the robotics allow us to decouple the, the sort of training or like tr food training part that yeah. I don't know that any like the, the food prep and ingredients and cooking, like it allows us to hire people who are just solely focused on the customer experience, right? That, that, you know, pleasant customer interaction, whether, whether it's someone walking up to our truck or whether it's, uh, you know, delivering the food. So, so uh, I think, I think it's, it's, it's the automation allows us to focus on the things that customers really care about. 
Well, that word disruption gets thrown around an awful lot and it's become a cliche now, but if originally in the venture industry, it's like companies that were going to disrupt industries were highly sought after and valued. And it clearly, I'm getting the sense that you are going to turn the whole pizza industry upside down with this concept. And of course, with innovation comes imitation and all that other kind of stuff. But then therein lies the branding and the marketing and all that sort of thing. And it sounds like you're thinking all this through 10 steps ahead. What happens when? And this is our growth strategy. And we're going to stay on top. We're going to be the first. We're going to be the best. We're going to train our staff to be literally representatives, ambassadors for this company when they deliver pizzas. And it's like no one's going to touch us. But then you wonder what's going to happen and how you're going to counteract all those potential threats that you may or may not have written into your business plan when you're originally attracting capital. You know, sometimes you got to think about all this stuff. You know, it's not all plus, it's not all upside. What's the downside and how are we going to deal with the downside in order to overcome and achieve our objectives? So, right. You went through yeah. all that. You're going through all that. Uh, yeah. It's that's just sort of life building a company, you know, watching my yep. parents build their own companies. There was no smooth path to profits. It was hard. It was arduous. Like, People should not start companies unless they know what they're getting themselves into. And I think restaurant restaurants are one of the hardest company types of companies to build, right? It's 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 a difficult process and 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 yeah. super competitive. And your segment is the most competitive, yet you are clearly standing apart from the rest of the industry that's going this way, and you're going this way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. I and, think that's and, tremendous. Yeah, to touch on your, you, you use the word disruption, right? Yeah, and I think I think it is something that people do, at least investors do seek out. And there's also sort of disruption for you know to the detriment of society and disruption for the greater good, right? And and I like to think that like automation is coming to the the, the robotics world, or this automation is coming to the restaurant world. Uh, it, you already see it inside McDonald's. You see the the drink machine is fully i don't know have you looked inside like the, the the auto drink dispenser like it's there already yeah um and and so it's just taking more uh, taking over more and more of the back of house and, and and for me i think the exciting part of what i get to build with stellar pizza is that we get to offer consumers a lower price and and, and really you know it's disruption for for what i want to be the greater good of society let's talk a little bit about that because people have seen over decades, what a pizza should cost. And it stays relatively same from one pizza place to the next. And obviously the chains have an advantage and, you know, little Caesars can offer two large pizzas for however much they charge, you know, and these promotions happen all the time based on economies of scale and based on buying power and independents can't do that. And now rising costs and supply chain issues and all this kind of stuff. And I'm getting efficiency from you and I'm getting low labor costs from you, which obviously helps you lower the price, but you're still offering a high quality product, right? So let's talk about if you even care to, um, what's the price differential between a, any typical pizza place versus your service that literally is going to come door to door and offer somebody a high quality product with convenience, with speed with um a good price that's affordable for everyone yeah yeah i mean so so our our, our target pricing is is definitely sub ten dollars right now mm -hmm. uh seven dollars for a cheese pizza a 12 inch pie which is a medium yep and absolutely like a dominoes um and in the same neighborhood if you order a medium cheese pizza you know at domino's without any of the coupons it's it's 13 or 14 dollars right mm -hmm. correct so, so we're, we're we want to be competitive 
and and I think we can be a little more competitive than 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 our competition. There is also like we, we want to avoid bargain basement prices because then you yeah yeah no no no, no that cheapens your brand. You want to <laughs> yeah, yeah. you want to be in a sweet spot on That's your pricing right. that suddenly is is a non-decision maker for anyone to say, oh, that's great price. I've tried this before. I, the buzz is going to kick in. Obviously, this is going to take off because it's so unique and different and people are just going to try it just to try it. But then once yeah. they try it, if you deliver on the quality and the value and the speed and everything we're talking about, it's it's a grand slam. So, But you don't want to cheapen the brand or the product. You want to you want to find that magic spot that everyone's happy with mm-hmm. and go and go from there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. cool. That is, that is so fun. Okay. So labor wise, um, we talked about the commissary kitchen and the, and the trucks being preloaded with stuff. Talk about the process of, okay, the truck just drove away from the commissary. Now it's on its mission to delivering pizzas and it's making pizzas en route. And how many people are in a truck and who's making pizza and you got a driver and then you got somebody that delivers it to the door. Tell me about that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, we're still early stage. Like, uh, yep. to be honest, we, uh, things can change in the future. Right. But, uh, this, this first year we're going to launch and, and we're going to be in, in parking lots as a, you know, food truck. And it only needs one, like, the 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 requirements for operating a vehicle is one person because you can order on our app and the order gets automatically submitted into the the, the, the machine gets queued up and you know exactly when your pizza is falling out of the machine <laughs> uh, and and so so there really is minimal effort beyond uh, a person just interacting with customers and being like hey this is what you oh you don't have our app you download our app like it's it's solely focused on the customer experience at that point because food prep is. And, and handing off the pizza to the customer. So, so there's no humans involved. I'm getting the sense that George Jetson is driving this truck <laughs> and the machine is literally making it automatically. Like the robot machine is making the pizza and, and George is driving the truck. And then you're going to have drones that lift off the top of the truck and delivers it right to the front Our doorstep future. and rings the doorbell. And the money is automatic transmission, you know, automatically translated. <laughs> yeah. The, the the optimism uh, for the future that we had in 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 the eighties, I kind of want to bring back. Like, I yeah. want to make that future a reality. There, the dystopian sci-fi is all all the rage these days. But I think I think mm-hmm. I want to bring back that optimism for the future, and 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 that's what Stellar Pizza uh, brand wise hopes to be. How many trucks do you plan on rolling out initially? This year, this year, a, a small fleet, so four four to six trucks. Okay. Yeah. Right. And it's focused on certain territories or uh, Los Angeles. So, so uh, we're all the start. neighborhoods. I mean, LA is a pretty big place. Yeah. And now you suddenly have the traffic problem. How do we overcome the traffic? Yeah, the traffic problem is 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 interesting because our, our trucks aren't going to be getting on the freeway to deliver. They're going to be operating in a in a surface radius. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. There's still traffic, but but the idea is to start in a small neighborhood and and mm-hmm. prove that we are. Uh, delivering on that customer experience and then expanding with trucks and, and also kind of the advantage we have is ultimately to to ebb and flow and move our trucks around to where we where our where demand for our pizza exists. And it's sort of a hub and spoke where the warehouse or the commissary is this hub, and then you got spokes going off in different directions with four or five trucks to certain neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, and where's the warehouse located? Right now, our our uh, offices are in uh, Hawthorne, actually across the street from SpaceX. Oh, gotcha. Okay, Hawthorne. <laughs> I used to get on 
I used to go down to Torrance all the time. I worked in the advertising business up on Wilshire Boulevard, and our client was American Honda down in Torrance. Yeah. So spend a good amount of time in that neighborhood, but that was decades ago. <laughs> this is fantastic. So do you consider who your competition is or will be? Do you think about that? I would say, so our competition, you know, even though you're so unique, I mean, it's, there's still yeah, lots of yeah. people selling pizza out there and you'll quickly differentiate your brand, but you still have competition. Yeah. Our competition is anyone who sells pizza really. Right. And, sure. and and not not necessarily sells pizza in the like, you know, experiential restaurant kind of way. The, the Neapolitan pizza doesn't do well with delivery. Right. Like, I yep. think it's ultimately just we want to be an option for for people, a, a better, faster, more affordable option for people who want pizza in their house, who want pizza to carry out and take home. Right. And and so the, the fortunate thing about the pizza industry is it's it's always growing and it's huge. So there's room for everyone. <laughs> Definitely. Let's dive into marketing. You talked yeah. about having a chief marketing officer that's mm -hmm. obviously been down the block in, in this particular industry and is okay. going to set the world on fire. What is your marketing strategy, if unless it's top secret, confidential? Yeah, it's it's not something that I, I think I'm ready to speak to. Okay. And, and, no and, and, um, it's it's a strategy that we're working. We haven't launched yet, so so there's not like nothing to talk about <laughs> until we launch. I think. Yeah. Not, not, not a problem. Fantastic. What's your advice to other entrepreneurs such as yourself? Uh, we talked a lot about networking and connections and crazy things that happen that you can't anticipate. But there's a lot of people out there with dreams that you know don't want to have their job every single day going into the future, and maybe they want to cash in their 401ks, or maybe the time is right to start a restaurant, or whether they're in this industry or not. It's like entrepreneurship is the backbone of this country. And obviously, it's just leading our economy forward. And it's all about creating jobs and creating opportunities and creating just really cool concepts like yours. Um, yeah. And you're an entrepreneur and you grew up in an entrepreneurial family. And not everyone can say that. You know, most people have traditional parents that had traditional jobs and you're a product in your environment and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't stop the human spirit from being inspired by things and saying, I wish I could do that. Or, and so many things hold us back from achieving our dreams and goals. So if you could inspire anyone listening to this podcast to go for it, if you got a crazy idea or a not so crazy idea and you've always wanted to do it, don't let anything hold you back, what would your advice be? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think it's 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 to not be afraid of sucking at something new. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. It, it does. It does. It, that's it, a barrier, right? It's like yeah. if I'm not great at this, but I really believe in the idea. It's like yeah. I gotta roll steamroll past that. P people aren't great at anything they start doing, right? Like you have to learn. Life is a constant learning process, and, and you're not going to be the overnight successes take years. To, to 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 make happen right and and i think realizing that will help a lot of people get over the barrier of of, of just being so apprehensive like what if i suck like that's the you just don't worry like uh, that's what's going to happen you are going to not be so great initially figure it out <laughs> you know for for a tech person you're yeah. a creative you're a shining light you're an inspiring person and you've got a very open and and inviting personality. You're so easy to talk to and you've added so much to our podcast. So I can't thank you enough, Benson, for being with us. Thank you for those kind words. Uh, it's, been, it's been fun just 
thinking through you you've asked great questions and it, it, it's it's fun to reflect on the past it's been certainly fun talking to you and we wish you all the best in the future of success with stellar pizza and i look forward to watching your journey i'm going to keep close tabs on this and <laughs> when you launch i i'm going to be rooting for you because everything you've said makes perfect sense it's been well thought through as a concept and um yeah you're just hurtling the barriers every single day and you're putting the right people in place and you're making the right decisions and yeah the world is your oyster so keep keep rocking on that thank you thank you nothing's a sure thing but i'm working hard trying to make it happen well we wish you the best and we wish you all to stay well thanks so much to our audience for listening in that was the restaurant rockstars podcast and we'll see you all in the next episode thanks for being with us and stay well thank you so much benson for being a great guest on this podcast again that word inspired and inspiring keeps coming up but i think you've given us all some really amazing um, snippets of your journey um, as being an entrepreneur, being in a very entrepreneurial industry before, being in an entrepreneurial industry now, and what your future plans are. And I think the inspiration comes in that now is the time for opportunity. I think now is the time if you have a vision or a dream or a goal or something you've always wanted to achieve or just you think you've got a better idea to do something, now's the time to seize that opportunity and move forward. So thanks to Benson for being a great guest and thanks so much for our sponsors of this week's episode, Pop Menu, Smithfield Culinary, and the Restaurant Rockstars Academy. Speaking of which, if you have a goal and a dream and you need to start a business in the hospitality or restaurant space, the Restaurant Rockstars Academy is an all-inclusive, I've never been in this business before, I've got a dream, this is everything I need to know to open the doors of that business, and even if I am a veteran and I've been in this business before, it's also everything I've learned in 25 years of running super profitable restaurants. So how to maximize profit, how to increase sales, how to train my staff, to deliver amazing dining experiences, how to market for very little money that has real powerful return on investment that drives new and repeat business. It's all included in the Restaurant Rockstars Academy. So check that out at restaurantrockstars.com. Don't forget to leave us a question. So in the show notes to this episode, about halfway down, you'll see that button. Ask us anything press the record button. You can record a message to me and I'll happily answer you um, right back with another recording and hopefully we can share that on the air in the future. So thanks again for everyone tuning in. We'll see you next time. People go to restaurants for lots of reasons. What the customer doesn't know is the thousands of details it takes to run a great restaurant. This is a high risk, high fail business. It's a treacherous road and smart operators need a professional guide. I'm Roger. I've started many highly successful, high profit restaurants. I'm passionate about helping other owners and managers not just succeed, but knock it out of the park. You don't just want to run a restaurant, you want to dominate your competition and create a lasting legacy. Join the Academy and I'll show you how it's done. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.